We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Lincoln weather this upcoming week. Put that water bucket under the shower when you warm up the water in the morning because there's no chance of rain anytime in the near future, but we are going to have temps in the upper 80s and lower 90s. And this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board, Remax Concepts, and Nebraska Prep Equipment, our newest sponsor. Yes, uh, we're and we're looking forward to that. They uh, do restaurant equipment, and we're hoping to get little bits of news about restaurants opening in Lincoln when they join our team. I think they're coming in for an interview in another week or two. Everybody likes to know about restaurants. Oh, yeah, because we eat, you know, three times a day at least. So, <laughs> um, And speaking of restaurants, this guest that we have in the studio has a new one in the business complex where he works. Um, but a lot going on. Innovation Campus, Dan Duncan, how are you doing today? I'm great, Robin. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Good. Innovation Campus, UNL's uh, flagship research up in the old state fair location, which has been completely transformed. If people haven't been uh, there, and I know Since that some, the of them, fair. some of them haven't, it is really impressive what has uh, been going on there for the last several years. And you won't believe the number of buildings and what some of the old, particularly one of the older buildings looks like. Yeah. Well, how are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing doing well. Doing well, well. Well, good. Well, we wanted to bring you on the show to hear about some of these new tenants that are up there, especially for people that um, haven't gotten over there. I think it's worth it. If you are going to Devaney Sports Center for an event, swing over and take a look at this. It's just really fascinating. Who are some of your new tenants in the park? Well, um, you know, we have about 570,000 completed square feet right now. And that's filled by a host of different companies. Uh, one of our newer ones is, is an Israeli-based company, uh, Green Eye Technology. They do precision ag spraying. Um, we've got a lot of new smaller companies in the uh, pet food area, rain uh, nutrition, uh, pet pasta, uh, companies that are starting up really pushing gourmet pet food. Uh, out that's a that's a real thing now uh symbiotic uh, health is a company that provide that combines pre and probiotics uh, to improve uh, gut function and and health and uh, they've uh, they've raised over two million dollars and uh, are starting a, a nice expansion so there's just a host of different companies we have a a company called corral technologies that uh, if you think about uh, your invisible fence for your dogs, right? this is invisible fence for cattle. So not only to keep them in, but to also do pasture rotation and things like that. Uh, so a lot of really interesting uh, technologies, be- excuse me, besides uh, a lot of the companies that you probably heard about, uh, Union Pacific is there. Uh, we just signed a lease with Merck Animal Health, and they've, they're they starting to move in, uh, and a whole host of other companies. Well, uh, 
what about this maker space art studio and textile studio? What what's that all about? That sounds intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that the the name is Nebraska Innovation Studio. Okay. And it's kind of our take on a maker space, and so it's large. It's uh, sixteen thousand square feet. That's a significant sized uh, area. That's about it, the size of a CVS or a Walgreens, right. something yeah. like that. Yeah, and so inside we have uh, a full metalworking shop, a full woodworking shop, a rapid prototyping area with uh, 3D printers, laser cutters. There's arts area with uh, pottery wheels and kilns, uh, screen printing, uh, textiles area with a long-arm quilting machine, a six-thread embroidering machine. And it's really designed to bring engineers and artists and everybody else from young to old we have retirees working in the space we have a lot of students in the space they come together and they help each other so somebody's making something and they may not be an electronic expert so they get they meet somebody that knows electronics and they make uh, a, a new widget and incorporate that into what they're doing. Do they pay by the hour or by the month or how does that portion? It, it's, it's monthly. So think about a gym membership. Uh, you buy a gym membership, you walk in uh, and you get certain things, you know, for free. Uh, and that's kind of the way we're at. So uh, there's a, a $25 month, a month rate for students uh, and then it graduates up to $70 or maybe $80 a month now for community members. Hmm. So everybody can use it. Uh, you come in. Uh, they teach you how to use the equipment. So if you don't know how to use it and you want to learn, you come in. W one of the cool things we have is we have virtual welding trainers. So you learn to weld in a virtual environment. So you're not, you know, using consumables and, and uh sparking everywhere and things you kind of kind of learn how to do the rudimentary parts of welding and then you can go into our actual welding booths and weld something the that nebraska business innovation act was updated by the state legislature that's administered by the state department of economic development S tell us what they're working on for 2023 so the business innovation act is probably the uh, biggest bang of any economic development uh, program the state has as far as return on dollars. And there are, or there are multiple programs. It's, it's run by Ben Kupska out of uh, DED. So if anybody out there is listening, I'd encourage them to go to the website and, and talk to them about it. Our companies use them really for two things. One is prototyping grants. Uh, so think of a small company just a startup needing to get um, a widget made and test that widget. They can use that. And the other one is the academic R&D grant program. And that matches uh, funding from the company with the state uh, to do research, access core facilities and things within the university uh, that they need to move uh, their company products along. That's that's really interesting. Got lots of things happening out lots there. Lots of stuff. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the let's hotel. make it make it fun and really quick here. 
Scarlet Hotel, brand new on the campus. Am I right in figuring out that that is about where the Midway used to be back when it was a state Yeah, it's fair? reasonably close, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we we uh, went to that restaurant about a week ago and reviewed that on Jack and Friends Ever? in the Morning this uh, past Thursday. When Robin says we, she's talking about oh, herself Mr. And, and Mr. Eshelman. <laughs> Mr. Albers hasn't been there yet, but no. um, you can find that podcast on LNK Today on the KLIN website this past Thursday morning. Tell us about the bar that's up on the top. Yeah, so probably the the best views in Lincoln from a rooftop bar and lounge at the Barred Owl. Uh, it's got a great indoor-outdoor vibe. Uh, it'll be at least three seasons because there's fire pits and radiant heaters outside. Uh, so think of fall and things. It's got a beautiful view back toward uh, uh, the city. Uh, and so that's been really popular. The Well and Good Restaurant uh, also has a bar uh, there. So uh, there's things there. There's a sandwich shop in the hotel. And coming soon... Uh, we're going to be building out space in the hotel that we worked with a developer to create, and that's going to house our hospitality, restaurant, and tourism management program for the university. Great. So we're going to have uh, about 400 majors and minors students out there taking classes in the hotel, learning from the executives. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, and a nice sit-down option for North Lincoln people. If you want yeah. a nice little supper, um, go out there out after work, and you'll be treated well with china and napkins, <laughs> and it, <laughs> but yet still a casual yeah. feel. And you do want to get a plug-in. August 10th is our first conference series, concert series. So oh. when the uh, Live at Telegraph ends, Live at Nick starts. So uh, the Mill, Aloe, the Scarlet Hotel, Union Bank, and Innovation Campus all are coming together to do a bluegrass series uh, in the plaza, the outdoor plaza. So between the conference center, the mill, and the hotel uh, will will be this concert series. So oh, great Check stuff. that out. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks so much for coming in. Dan Duncan from Nebraska Innovation Campus up near, I guess the best way to describe it would be between 14th Street and 27th Street, a little bit south of Cornusker Highway, east of Devaney. So yep. you need to get in the car, take the kids, go up there and snoop around. It's really cool. Thanks Great. for coming in. Thanks for having me. When we come back, business writer Matt Olberding will be in from the Lincoln Journal Star. How has Lincoln changed in the years since he started covering business? It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. If you're looking for an office building with excellent visibility and signage with parking and back, contact us about Broadcast House, which is planning to move. Dave Albers of the Albers Company and my company, Eshelman Commercial Real Estate, have this iconic building at 43rd and O Street listed. Message us on Facebook or Twitter for details. And this segment today is, well, Robin, I screwed that up already. Can you believe that? It is today, isn't it? Yes. but The segment I... is today. <laughs> it's not tomorrow. I meant to say this segment is possible 
today because of Nebraska Green Sorghum Board, REMAX Concepts. <laughs> we have a very special guest with us in the studio, um, and I have to say he helps our sh- he helps our show in a lot of ways. Yes. We always try to try to throw some credit at him. Business writer Matt Olberding from the Lincoln Journal Star. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing good. Okay, I want to I want to know about your career path in life. When you were a little boy, and people asked you, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Did you say, "I want to be a business writer and uncover all the dark secrets"? Is that is that you when you were a little kid? No, um, you know, I didn't really know. I did love the newspaper when I was a little kid, but when I went to college, I majored in history, thinking I wanted to be an attorney like Jack Mitchell. Oh! <laughs> and then after a couple of years, I decided that wasn't for me, and I was working at the newspaper at the time, so I switched my major to journalism, and kind of the rest is history. Oh, that's interesting. History. There you go. You thought it would be in history. Um, hey, how long have you been at the Journal Star? So, I've worked at the Journal Star three different times. I worked there in college, um, uh, not in journalism. I worked in the what they called the circulation department. Yep. I uh, did collections and had a Ew. dealer route and everything. Um, then I, while I was finishing school, I got hired full time to work on what they called the copy desk, which was basically editing stories, designing pages, putting the newspaper together. Did that from 95 to 2000. I left for a while, worked in Florida. I was actually the editor of the newspaper in Columbus for a couple of years. That was interesting. That'll be a discussion for another time. Uh, and then I've been back at the Journal Star as a business writer since January 2005, so like 17 and a half years. 2005. So you would have come back really when Lincoln was at sort of a crossroads about whether it wanted to be a small town or a medium-sized town or a big city. And there was a lot of internal discussion going on. It would have been before the arena. It yeah. was, yeah. I remember one of the first things I covered was – uh, John Hammond's wanting to put a hotel at 17th and Q, and they were talking right. about doing eminent domain on that used-up gas station there, um, which didn't happen. But um, you know, we had the Vision 2015 thing came along a few right. uh, a few years later. Um, we had the you know the downtown Catalyst block where they tore down the old Starship Theater, and it's now the Larson Building, but it originally had been proposed as something about twice that size, um, and. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, and then the arena came along. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, development and change since I've been there. Did you sense a change in attitude in in Lincoln? You or, know, or I, do you think it was just always go, go, go? No, no, because um, I remember, for instance, when Colleen Singh was mayor, there was a lot of talk about um, – uh, smaller developments. Um, if, if you remember that Walmart at 84th and Adams uh, had to scale down because right. um, they they didn't want a big super center like what's at 84th and Highway 2. Um, uh, so that, that was one of my clients' uh, <laughs> property. So I remember that going on at the time. Yes. They kept trying to make it smaller and smaller. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and there there was a lot of, I think, more... You know, the city continues to be involved in developments, and when TIFF's involved, they want to have a big say a in say. how it's used. But I think um, there's less meddling in in terms of trying to dictate what somebody does or the size, or and they've they've kind of taken the attitude of we'll let the market decide and, and we'll stick our hands in there where we think we need to for certain things. But, but no, it seems like there's a lot less... Um, uh, city kind of control over development that there was at least when I started. 
One, I, I wanted to ask your take on something. It, it seems like national corporations, and I'm not necessarily saying they're in Lincoln, maybe some of them, um, they're more overt these days about taking political positions on cultural battles or controversial issues. Where do you, I mean, do you see that or where do you think that's going to go? Um, I think a lot of that, a lot of that has to do with social issues and a lot of it I has, think has to do with workforce and um, people want to, they don't want to alienate people in their workforce. When they're having trouble getting workers. Right. So that's yeah. why we hear some more of this than we used to. Yeah. And I, and I think companies have learned too that it doesn't really hurt them. I mean, do you, you know, perfect examples of more conservative companies are like Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby. And, mm-hmm. I mean, right. Do, do you see them? Hurting for Are customers. they hurting them for sales? No, they're not. And have you seen, does it seem like a lot of people have boycotted Target over uh, bathroom policies? Nike. Or does it seem no. like fewer people are going to Disney World? I mean, I, I just don't think people talk about those kinds of, you know, companies' policies offending them or they're going to boycott them, but it never really seems to have much of an effect. What news stories are noteworthy in Lincoln now that you'd like to share? Um, you know, w- one thing, um, that, that I think is really big and, and perhaps I don't even cover it enough is the housing issue. Um, and a lot, and the, just the sheer number of apartments that are being built around town. Um, you know, when I, when I first came back to the paper and started covering business, it seems like a lot of the apartments being built were in these massive complexes mm-hmm. on the, on the edges of the city. And there's some of that now, certainly, but I see yeah. a lot more, there's a lot more downtown. There's a lot more infill developments. There's a lot more instances where undeveloped ground in developments that had been slated for something else, say office or retail, the developers are now asking yeah. to convert it to um, apartments. So um, I, I think there's, I think that has to do with one, the need for housing two, the fact that you know, a lot of people either can't or don't want to uh, buy a house right now. So they're looking for a place to live and, and an apartment's the, you know, kind of the next best thing. So, yeah, that's definitely something that I've really noticed that, that there's just tons and tons of apartment development all over town. We talk about that, too. We, it's, we it's do, amazing. and pr- particularly the dearth of, of affordable housing for, you know, moderate, lower-income people. It, it's that has us worried. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more coming online. I mean, I don't know if it has to do with the mayor's task force. I don't know if it has to do with, you know, just the market. But um, there is a lot more affordable housing that has been proposed or started or built just in the last two or three years than I've seen, you know, in the whole time I've been here. That's yeah. good news because, yeah. it, you know, the the prices, the inflation and construction is so much. We're surpassing what the middle income family can afford. So. Good to hear. Well, very nice to have you in. We follow you. Oh, what's the best way if someone wants to specifically call up your articles? Do you have an e-blast that you send out or is it best to just go on Journal Star and Google your name to get all of your articles? Yeah, you can Google my name. You can go on Journal Star, uh, journalstar.com slash bizbuzz. will pull up a lot of the stuff that I have. Um, you know, you can always, if you want to get in touch with me, you can always get me through Twitter. Um, so, yep. yeah. Yep. Well, thanks a lot for coming in, Matt. Yeah, well, thanks and for having And thanks me. for what hey. you do covering for the business community. Coming up next, when couples disagree, we're going to talk to Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. Money fights. We'll be right back. 
Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Now that interest rates are going up, are landlords paying less money to purchase shopping centers, office buildings, warehouses, and apartments? The answer, according to Pricewaterhouse, is it depends. They have adjusted for shopping centers and office buildings, but appear to be paying the same for industrial and apartments. And this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. What happens when couples can't agree about the future? If money is a tough issue now, it's probably tough to talk about money in the future and tough to talk about retirement. With us is Roger Frank of Frank Financial Concepts. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me here again. You know, as I was putting this topic together for this week's show, I thought, gosh, we could probably go in a lot of different directions. But I think for the first question couples should ask themselves is what does a good retirement look like to you or to them? Does it resemble the retirement that your spouse or partner has in mind? So that's kind of the beginning of the topic for this week. Yeah. And something else I think people need to potentially think about is that females tend to live, I don't know, six to seven years longer than males. So they've got a different perspective that they have to deal with. Yeah, we've been reading that for a number of years, uh, and I would agree, Dave. Uh, But the Social Security Administration currently projects an average retirement of 18 years for a man and 21 years for a woman. That's assuming that you retire at 65, though. So maybe the Social Security is predicting that men are living a little longer than they used to. Uh, I guess I'm not sure for sure. But we'll see. Maybe, yeah. If it's, uh, or, if it's or maybe, only or maybe the women are dying faster, which is not good. <laughs> this is not a good thing. That could be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot for the men living longer. Uh, that like would be that. better. Yeah. yeah. I have a feeling that uh, most people mention a specific activity they might want to do when they retire, but mm-hmm. maybe they don't talk in detail about when they're gonna quit working, how many years they plan to live after that. Yeah, Robin, I think you're you're probably right. You know, they they probably don't start talking about that till they're getting real close to retirement. But you know, sharing the same vision of retirement, um, I, I think, is crucial to retirement happiness. If couples are not sharing that vision, they are hopefully respecting each other's views. Though, during their working years, uh, we're parenting, we're we're trying to pay bills. You know, many couples never really get around to talking about what retirement should like until, like I said, maybe a few years before retirement. If a spouse or partner has different attitudes about the money or their dreams and they do not align, you know, that conversation may be deferred for many years. So even though our uh, people are a great communicating uh, or what they uh, tend to communicate together, they shouldn't assume what the other wants to uh, for the future. So they should discuss that more often. You know, Roger, are there any statistics about how couples discuss retirement or if they or if they discuss retirement? Yeah, there's some things out there. Uh, I found a survey by Fidelity. Uh, they said seven in 10 couples, couples say they communicate at least very well with their partner about financial issues. Uh, couples that do communicate with each other are more likely than twice as li- or as li- twice as likely uh, to report that they expect to live a comfortable lifestyle in retirement. 
They are more likely to report their financial household's financial health as excellent or very good. I think if you're having trouble building a retirement strategy with your significant other, working with a financial professional may help. According to the same survey that I was reading, couples that work with a financial professional are more likely to talk about money with each other. They feel more confident about their finances and agree on their visions of retirement. This may explain why nearly half of all baby boomers currently work with a financial professional. We are up against a break. So what we're going to do, we're going to pause our discussion today at this point. And next week, Roger is going to continue this topic. And an interesting topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for coming in, Roger. Thank you for having me. Have a great weekend. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher & Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. Coming up next to Housing Up. Market update with Kyle Fisher from the Realtors Association of Lincoln. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Worldwide, experiential real estate is more robust than it used to be. According to Pricewaterhouse, the firm is tracking more robust activity with hospitality, golf courses, marinas, and ski resorts than it has seen in recent years. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. Have interest rates cooled the housing market a little bit? Um, We have Kyle Fisher with us from the Realtors Association of Lincoln to update us on what it's like, because this is the time of the year when people are thinking about, you know, where are the kids going to go to school this fall? So they're out looking for a home. How are you doing, Kyle? Well, I'm doing good. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Always good to be on the show. Hey. Well, share some of those housing stats with us. How are we looking this summer? Well, you know, the market is still um, hot, and, you know, it's still um, a tight market. But those stories that maybe people had heard uh, a couple of months ago, maybe even a year ago, those really high pressures have eased a bit, and and that's a good thing. I mean, there were times a year ago and maybe even early in 2022 where you were seeing 14 offers on a property, uh, $50,000 over asking, all cash, and we really had some frustrated buyers um, and, and some real happy sellers, but it wasn't a great market. And um, you know, thankfully, that's eased a little bit. You know, um, just anecdotally, we see some more properties these days going all the way to open houses, which, you know, we need buyers and sellers and everyone to understand that, hey, that's normal. You know, uh, what was happening before wasn't all that normal. And so getting back to the market here is normal. But let me throw some stats at you. Yeah. Um, We actually have some good news in that through um, the end of May, and we'll get the June stats here in another couple of days, but through the end of May, the new listings are actually up year over year, and they're up about 10%. And what that means is there's more homes on the market for people. Um, And that's a good news. Um, And secondly, uh, we actually have seen closed sales up a little bit too. So 
you know, that pressure gets eased a little bit um, with the 10% increase in listings and only a 3% increase in sales. So that's good. But um, I do have some more good or bad news, depending on how people look at it. Median price climbed again, and it climbed another 11% um, and on existing and even higher on new construction on existing we're at 250000 for the median-priced home in Lincoln Wow, existing home. Uh, new construction, 405. So 405000 for new construction, up 17%. So, wow. Yeah. yeah that's... Hey, Kyle, when you say that the listings are up 10%, is that in both new and existing or... Is there one of those categories that's up more than the other? Yeah, and that's a great question, Dave. Um, and again, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. We're up 10% in existing homes. And that's good because, you know, a lot of times when people are looking for a house, they're looking for something they can move into tomorrow. With new construction, you got a little bit longer ramp there. Um, so it's good. New construction are up 10%. But you're right. Uh, or I'm sorry, existing homes are up 10%. Our new construction listings are actually down a little bit uh, where they were year over year. So, um, you know, while you can find an existing home a little easier today, finding a newly built home has become a little bit harder. Interesting. Hey, the city budget has been proposed and the uh, council is going to vote on that next month. Can you talk to us about how that might impact uh, housing from your perspective? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing we always talk about that, that helps uh, housing, and especially those new construction starts that are down a little bit, is infrastructure. I mean, right. you know, a, a public body is responsible for building streets and water and sewer and, and uh, things of that nature, and all that needs to be in place before a home can be built. So, you know, we need to make sure that when we do a city budget year over year, um, that we take that into account, especially if we want to grow a little bit and have enough um, homes for people who want to live in a home. Now, the city has done a lot of things, uh, a lot of great things, actually, over the last year with its emphasis on affordable housing. Um, but we've got to do more on encouraging new construction single-family homes. Um, it's how we're going to meet a lot of the needs that we're going to have over the next 10 to 20 years. And as long as the city keeps its emphasis on housing in general, and we look at that, it's going to be good, uh, give or take, uh, you know, a few million here, or a few million there with a, a budget as large as the city. You are in a growth is good coalition. Um, is there any news from those, that group of business people or any projects that you're working on? You know, we, we do. We have a growth is good coalition with the Lincoln Independent Business Association, ourselves, the home builders, the Lincoln Chamber. Um, you know, no real initiatives at the moment. Um, over the years, we've done a lot of studies with Dr. Eric Thompson, the uh, UNL's Bureau of Business Research, where we've looked at the benefits of growth and, and how it really helps Lincoln. But, uh, you know, I think what what we are as as a coalition of different organizations looking at is just how can we better emphasize the positives of growth? Because as we say, 
you know, the cost of everything, and we're seeing it with inflation, right? Um, the cost of everything goes up every year. And unless we grow and add more properties, more people every year, it's going to be the same amount of people or fewer shouldering those increasing costs. So growth is good, and we just got to keep pushing that. Well, good stuff. Um, Dave, Do are we kind of running out of time? Uh, you here? know what? We can ask one last one, question. One more question real quick here. Um, Kyle, realtors have always been early adopters of technology. We were working from home years before the rest of society. Um, and we hear about the technologies from our state and local and national associations. What's popular right now? <laughs> A couple of things. Real popular. Drones. Drones. Uh, yeah. Drones um, are incredibly popular. Um, you know, uh, you think about the old days, the only way you could get an aerial shot was hire a helicopter or an airplane to fly over your property. And nowadays, you know, there are companies that specialize in putting that drone up, giving you that bird's eye view of the neighborhood. The other big thing, um, 3D mapping technology. So, you know, put some sensors around uh, your home, uh, have a drone or some other um, technology device that maps those and, and can do a 3D model of your home that somebody can click and, and turn and manipulate any way to see it. Those are all very cool things. And we continue to upgrade our software. Um, you know, recently our commercial uh, vendor was bought by Moody's. And Moody's is a huge company, as you know, and so we're yeah. looking at a lot of big changes on the commercial side of things. So uh, we're just trying to keep up with all the cool stuff these days. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kyle Fisher, Realtors Association of Lincoln. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks yep. for coming on the show. We'll be right back with news about businesses opening, closing, and relocating. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln with Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers. This segment is possible today because of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, Frank Financial Concepts, and Realtors Association of Lincoln. One of our fans asked if we had any info about a Tokioba on Sun Valley Boulevard. They heard something or saw something. Um, a sign or, or when they drove past. This is where a former subway used to be at 201 Sun Valley Boulevard. They have or will have, I'm not sure if they're open yet, but they have or will have teriyaki chicken thighs, Japanese fried chicken, and yakisoba noodles. There you go, Robin. That sounds fun. It does. Unfortunately, and we've talked about this a little bit, closed Big Sal's Pizza on North 27th. Yeah, we've had several restaurant closings right at the end of second quarter. Yeah. There was probably four or five. And Big Sal's Pizza, that was that one of to them. to be one of them. And then we've got another one, don't we, Robin? Yeah, a coffee shop. Destinations Coffee Shop near North Bottoms and the stadium. Um, that is owned by a church. The church does plan to continue to keep using the building, but they did shut the coffee shop down. Right. They're just going to use it for their own. I think maybe, well, I know they've been using it for meetings. Maybe they're just not going to run coffee for the meetings anymore. I'm yeah. not sure. But. 
According to uh, Lincoln Journal Star, 4630 Y Street, where Habitat for Humanity used to be located, Dash Mart, which is owned by DoorDash, and online pickup point, uh, point for goods, more than just restaurant food. Uh, they're going to have household essentials with drugstore stuff, snacks, desserts, and local restaurant uh, foods. Local restaurant condiments like sauces, barbecue yeah. sauces, and things like that. And they also said and dog, dog food. <laughs> dog food. We can't leave the pets out. The pets, the are, pets are part always of the very family. Important. And when your dog wants a bone, you cannot wait. You cannot reason with a dog and explain to the dog. When I have time, I will get in the car and go to the store. You need <laughs> DoorDash and Dash Mart so you can get it quickly. We do take care of our pets <laughs> better than we do a lot of the people. It seems yeah. like at times. It seems that way. Oh, hey, let's jump. To, let's jump to Havelock. Havelock. Yeah, we've had some sales activity in that neighborhood. A press release from Precision Lighting and Electric that they purchased sixty one twenty eight Havelock. Um, they're going to put their business in the back of the building. They hope to renovate the upstairs into residential and the first floor into something retail or restaurant related. And they're, they're expecting at least their renovation to be a what, 24, 24 months. months. So yeah. This must be, you know, this is an extensive renovation. Yeah, we had that listed in the second floor had apartments, but that would have been like 100 years ago. So the, it needed some <laughs> Well, help. I mean, it still had apartments, <laughs> but... Uh, they need yeah, a little work. They, they need to work. I'm, I'm sure of that. Well, hey, Robin, there was uh, a multifamily housing bond that was... Uh, going through for a 192-unit project at Southwest 27th and West B Street, and it passed. Oh, this was almost a couple months ago, right? With the city council, yeah, 192 uh, units. So that'll, you know, take a while to for that to get built, but that is pretty good-sized project for Southwest Lincoln. It certainly is. It certainly is. Hey, uh, we've talked about this a little bit uh, in the past, and this is at Rathbone Village near about 31st and South Street. Uh, in the old Stir 22 space, right? Yes. Um, I think it's finally open now. Lila yeah. Mays Southern Kitchen and Lounge. She bought the business or took the space over from Stir 22 and changed the concept in there. Stir 22 moved downtown. Right. Um, so what she has is Nashville hot chicken, shrimp and grits, smothered pork chops, greens, and peach co cobbler. So, I mean, yes, Robin, that definitely sounds, that's that sounds good to me. Is that Dave food? That's Dave food. I mean, that sounds that sounds. Like I something think. I could go for. Well, okay. I I went with Mr. Eshelman and reviewed that new restaurant at Innovation Campus right. in, in the Scarlet Hotel. As we talked about in our earlier segment. Yes, yes. and and there's a podcast of that on the KLIN website. Um, I think you and Jackie should go to this restaurant. I will tell you that we will likely Lila Mays. we will likely go there at some point in time, well, probably in the next month or two. I think you should do a Grow Lincoln review and let us know. Well, we'll if after we do that, we'll talk and probably do that, Robin. Hey, sixty oh five O Street. There was some tenant improvement there for a cookie bakery. Cookies coming to sixty zero five O. That would be the south side of O Street, across from Gateway Mall. 
Um, I believe, okay, you and I were talking about where this is. Is that by Whole Foods? I think so. I believe that's where, I, I yeah. think I Googled it or something. Um, Crumble Cookie, according to NAI FMA Realty, pulled a quarter of a million dollar yeah, I saw the, building I, permit. I saw the building quarter. permit, $250,000. I hope they're planning to sell a quarter of a million cookies. Because Lots of cookies there. <laughs> that's going to take a lot. We thank you for joining us today. Send your announcement about your business opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm.